All right, welcome into episode 125 of the Billis Tape. I'm Harvey Couch, uh, alongside friend of the show, Sam Holt. Sam, how you doing, man? There's there it is. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Thank you for asking. How are you? Uh, I'm good. It's it's holiday season. Yeah. You know, trying to get into the spirit. It's, uh-huh. it's easy to sometimes, you know, grinch out, but I'm trying yeah. my best to keep it together. Um, you've been, you've been a busy man. Last I saw you was at the Bijou theater in, uh, when oh, was that? Yeah. Was that in September? Spring? That oh, one? Man. No, September. That was like, okay. uh, Labor Day weekend. Okay. I forgot you were there. That was a good time. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, so you did, that was a, was that a three show run? That weekend was two shows, uh, no, it was, oh no, yeah. Jojo did a night, did a show before did, without you, right? In yes. Nashville, maybe. Uh-huh. And then I saw you guys in Knoxville and then you did Ash Asheville yes. after that. Yes. Um you know, it's funny, we were uh the my buddy and I who went were talking about because uh, Jojo played the I don't know, was it a grand piano or like a baby ba- grand? Baby, baby grand, grand yeah. at, at the Bijou, and it was like is that his? Is he taking around? Is that just at the venue? But then I that, saw the next night at, in Asheville, he was just playing like, like a keyboard. Yeah. So I'm guessing that was just the piano that the Bijou had or that somebody it's in Knoxville rent- had. It's a rental. Yeah. Yeah. And so this there was enough space in Knoxville to get it on the stage? Yeah. Or like yeah. Asheville's and, a smaller and, sp- spot? And enough, uh, the kind of room that that would translate. Mm. That it's hard to get those loud, but in a theater, you know, mm. people tend to. I never thought. See, look, this is the more you know. That's right. Yeah, and it probably sounds better than a like a club setting, you know, as far as the noise level. Yeah, goes. you know, the next night there's no way anyone would have heard them because mm-hmm. people were partying. Not that right. they weren't, but you were in the audience at the Bijou, and it's like, yeah. you know, everybody's sitting down. Sitting I mean, everybody's down. having fun, but yeah, yeah, it's pr- pretty chill. Yeah. Um. And a bigger PA in there, and, and an easier. I mean, I I know it was still kind of hard to get it loud enough, but uh, in that setting, it can work. Yeah. Um. So that was that was a fun time, right? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, did you guys do another run? Yeah, we just last weekend we played. Um, uh, Atlanta. Atlanta at Vinyl, which is the smaller room in the center stage theater. Okay. And the next night was in the poor house in Charleston. And then the next night was a private party in Savannah. Um, and those last two with, were with um, uh, the big chief Juan Pardo and his band, which had a couple, a couple guys from the dirty dozen. Hmm. So it was kind of new or Jojo new Orleans out with them towards the end of the night. And I played with Jojo on those two. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, center stage holds a special place in your heart. Yeah. You very... Did you go to the big room to like get inspired before the show? I couldn't. They had a show in there that night, so I couldn't oh. really get over there till late, like after everything was done. I walked to the spot mm. where I last saw them in there and just stood there for a minute and took a picture and nice. Tried to explain to the security guy like hey man i just need like 60 seconds you don't um, understand how important this is in the mind of yeah, like, as a human being this yeah, thing that happened 34 it years was ago. literally one of those nights where I, I walked out and was like 
my life's different now and mm. I'm, I'm not trying to be grandiose or like, you know, every, you know, the, the effects of whatever I was on, but mm-hmm. I just knew something was different after that night. And, you know, it was probably just another night to them. Right. Uh, but it was February 8th, 1991. And I, me and my buddy who I still talk to, to this day, um, it, it was one of those nights mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. Everything changed after that. It did. I saw. I was lucky enough to see them every time they ever played the center stage. And so, and kind of go full circle. That was. Didn't they? Was that just a couple nights after the Bijou? Yes. February sixth, right? Correct. And so then, this, so that would have been February. So two nights later. So yeah. and you did. You were both of those, right? I was not at February sixth. Okay, you just are familiar with the recording because you talked yes. about it during the during your set. I was, I well, I was there in the summer of '91 to see them. July, yeah, like July, July 28th or 8th. something. Yeah, July. 8th. Is so? Is that what you're talking? That you're talking about that when the colonel was there? Yes. Okay. That was July 28th. Man, it's hard. To get I think we track. talked about that one time, and I was telling you it was like. It was like they did a love light with like Colonel and Jimmy. No, you did. I, you told that story on stage, and I, I had never, okay. I'd never heard, but I'd never heard that before. And I was like, oh, yeah. cool. And I went and listened to it. And I was like, that is weird. Out. I mean, it was cool, but it was, yeah. Oh man, in the audience, I was just sitting there going, I didn't know what to think. I was like, this is so weird right now, you know. <laughs> I remember thinking uh, at one point, like that, you know, love lights all like dun 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 dun, dun. Mm-hmm. and Mike. No, Mike would not do anything that resembled some sort of major scale happiness. Mm. It was dark side. I'm I'm bringing darkness, and I don't I don't even know you know how, what the thought process was. But right. I remember like questioning like in my head like what is going on right now? Why won't he do this? Why does it sound like this? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, could it have been like just a simple you know like his his monitor wasn't working really well, so he it couldn't could, hear. Yeah. You know, could have been. <laughs> Yeah, it could have been. Um, okay, so three nights you did that was this past weekend with JoJo. Yes, and, was, and uh, good times. Oh man, it was great. We I yeah. love playing with him. Um, we'll see more in the future. Yeah, I think we're we're looking at more in the future. Maybe next summer again out west. I played out west like Colorado, Wyoming, mm-hmm. Montana last summer with him. So hopefully we're going to do something like that again. Cool. Yeah. Um, but you got some shows scheduled with the Sam Holt band, right? New Year's style. Yeah. The 29th and 30th of December at Smith. Okay. And they let us play really late there. So we won't even start till after panic's done at the Fox those nights. Okay. And how so, far is it from the Fox to Smith's? I, Have I'm pretty sure it's like before? less than a t- 10 minute, like, uber if okay. if that probably less than that have you ever i was never i mean i'm not a rock star like you but i was never like a late like a late night after show guy like i usually was pretty pretty spent after the main show and then yeah know, but I, there were some people that would you know maybe they had some other you know they'd had an extra red bull that night and they could yeah. get, get to the late night show because yeah, I remember, I, like you know, like a uh, Blood Kindle pl- would play, or you uh-huh. know what I mean, like even in the nineties. Um, we may have talked about this, but I wasn't really either. But there was one time I'll never forget. It was after Panic in Knoxville, ninety seven, ninety six, 
Medeski, Martin, and Wood played this like club. Like it was pretty mm. small and it was so packed in there. But I remember mm. that being a really fun night. I bet. Yeah, that was, I mean, 90, 96, 97. I, I wish I could remember exactly what year. But that's, I mean, yeah, Medeski, Martin, Wood, that era was, they got after it. Yeah, was, it was they awesome. Were fun, they were fun. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys are going to be doing that. And, um, but not New Year's because obviously that I mean New Year's is a different yeah. different game. Yeah. Um, but uh, anything you got? What do you start? When do you start like mapping things out? Y'all talk about? Have you all started talking about? I don't know. You know, set lists or things like that, or will that be night of? Um. Well, like we might shoot some texts back and forth about like if we want to any songs we're thinking about playing or mm-hmm. new ideas new. or yeah, something we might bring in new or. I know somebody was our keyboard player Adam was talking about possibly playing a Grateful Dead song, and we were trying to figure out which one would be a good one. So I don't know. What um that speaking of that, I mean, uh, Den Denko's done. Did you see? And you did you see Denko last? I did. I saw this him past in like summer, twenty nineteen. Okay, but not this past year. No. With like Jay Lane and uh, I mean, love Billy, but I mean, I, I'm not a huge like, I'm not like a you know, dead and co head, but uh-huh. this past year was like really, really quite good. Like the stuff okay. that I heard from this past summer, like, yeah, you know, yeah, I was just curious if you caught that. Um, so have you, would you, I mean, what. Like, would you go see Bob, like the Wolf Bros? Like, would that yeah. be, you do my that? Wife, my wife and I went and saw um, Wolf Brothers and Willie Nelson in South Carolina, October. I can't remember the date, but it was a few months ago. Okay. That was it good. was cool. Yeah. Chill. Chill. Mm-hmm. I know Don was is an incredible bass player, but I'm like, I just wish I could hear what he was playing. I wish mm. I could like, there was some articulation there that I could pick out the notes. I'm guessing it's, he's just going for more of a vibe mm. and he's, I know he's a great musician. Yeah. So I just wish I could pick it out more. I don't know. Maybe I just haven't had the right setting, but I just want to be right. like, I need, I want that like articulate. Mm-hmm. You want the, like thing. the headphone, you want to be able to like wear it yeah. to the show. I want to hear, I want to be able to hear everybody perfectly all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, any other, any other, like, you don't, you're not, like, you're not into J-Rad. Are there any other dead? Sort I actually of... saw, my wife and I went to San Francisco for our 10th anniversary in October and saw J-Rad at the Frost. Oh, okay. The Frost Amphitheater, which just going to that place alone. Is that a first? Was worth it. I've never yeah. been there. I was, I couldn't imagine seeing the dead there in the eighties. <laughs> right. I would have been in heaven. I was yeah. just like gosh oh my gosh that place is beautiful nice. yeah yeah so that's cool that was a good experience music it was was fun yeah I mean, they, it was have, cool. they have a good time they get after yeah it. they did like um oh, what was song they did a led zeppelin song for the encore that was really cool mm. um song remains the same mm. which was badass now they did play morning dew before that and i couldn't i couldn't get on board with it because mm. No offense to anyone. That's just some, something's better left 
left I alone, just, right? I don't want to I mean, hear anyone but Jerry sing that, yeah. you know? Yeah. I had such an emotional connection to that song mm-hmm. when I saw it that right. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. Yeah. Didn't really do it for me, but I'm whatever. Sure. God bless everyone. Yeah, yeah. Any other highlights from the... I remember seeing some of that on social media. You guys... Yeah. Y'all did some cool stuff out there. Any other highlights? We went to uh, the Grateful Dead uh, archive at UC Santa Cruz and saw some really cool. They had like an exhibit that always they kind of rotate and stays up. They have this little room that looks like a like it's got two pews and like a stained glass blues for Allah. And it's like a little chapel. I mean, tiny. Wow. And they've got like a 60 inch TV always playing a dead show. And I just sat there and was like, man, this is so cool. The question is like, how long can I stay here? Yeah. And then then not get weird. (laughs) And so also like they have like their archive and you can get on their like uh, proprietary system and Mm. request stuff. And I didn't know what to request. I just started requesting like paperwork from like 1988, like shows and stuff just to see like, what their deal was, how much money they made. You know, they have all kinds of documentation. Like contracts and writers and stuff yeah. like that. Wow. Yeah. It was pretty oh. awesome. I just started, I don't know, just started looking at cool stuff. And So is that just, uh, do you have to like schedule an appointment to go do that? Or is it just open? Yeah, you have to I mean, it's open to the request. public, but you got to like. Yeah, you just have to put in a request. And they're so yeah. nice. They would probably right. just walk you through it. But I did it mm-hmm. in advance because yeah. I just wanted to. You know, we had everything mapped out and like we're our drive, we're going to drive there. And then we had this mm-hmm. X amount of time there. Then it closed at this time. Then we were going to the frost, you know. Mm-hmm. So nice. Yeah, it was great. Great trip. My that wife like planned it out. Sure. It was awesome. Sweet. Um, Should we right. talk about panic? I mean, that's, yeah, who's that? Right. <laughs> Bedspread <No>. picnic. <laughs> uh, well, no, I was going to ask you, you've been, you've been digging through the archives of the, of the, Oh yeah, that's. Um, oh, I'm, I'm done. It's done. So I'm going to eject this tape. Okay. Everything has been transferred. Let me let me See verify what condition this. Your condition is in. I just want to make sure everything made it to digitally transferred. Um. So this, I mean, this dad tape is uh, what 32 years old. Sorry, I had to cut no. out for a second. But you're yes, fine. I believe you're alluding to the digital the audio 32, tape. Yeah, the 32-year-old dat tape. Yes, so I was looking, just looking in a box, and I saw this. I don't know if, I don't know if anyone will ever see the video of this, but I'm going to hold mm. it up just in case. Yep, 12.30.91. This is a master dat SM57s. Which are not really, you wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest to use those mics, but we were so young and we didn't know anything. That's are those all we like, could like those the standard like vocal mics, just the sure, yeah. like standard. You can't you know. go wrong with them. Put them on a, yeah. put them on a snare drum, put them on a, a guitar, guitar rig, put them, mm-hmm. you know, you can sing out of them. Tom yeah. Petty liked them. Apparently that was his mic, um, but and, so I put the tape in uh-huh. and the I 29, 29 year or 32 year old tape and you heard a yeah, crunch. I heard this crunch. So I wish I had the broken piece, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll try to show this. Mm-hmm. So this little door, right? Just like a VHS tape. If you, yeah. you know, if you people out there are watching, 
I mean, if you're older, if you're as old so as me, this, the original one on it. here broke. Okay. So this little door is off an other dat. I took, I went through like six or seven tapes trying to remove these door little doors mm. off other tapes without breaking them. It's like spring loaded too. It's not yeah. like just a pop it on. Yeah. You know, so after like it. the sixth attempt, <laughs> I actually got one off of another tape without breaking it mm. and managed to get that on there. So that is a Frankenstein well that tape that I well, was able to get to play one that, time. And now we will hopefully have it forever. Ever. That's the skill that you learn from years on the road. <laughs> how to how to get a something on something else that came yeah, from, from like, another place just just don't give up you know keep Make trying it's got to work one time one time i just needed to play one time and it just mm-hmm. finished up hopefully it's all good and you guys will be listening to part of this maybe like the first 30 or 45 minutes of it because i listened to the recording on panic stream yeah. And I'm guessing it probably came from the source, but several mm. generations down the line, probably audio hiss, and it was mm. probably a couple cassette or three or four generations. Yeah. It, it's this is going to be a great improvement. Nice. Yeah. So this is a show that you recorded. Yes. And uh it was recorded to DAT, right? So it's a yeah. digital it's, it's we a had digital just recording. gotten our DAT machines like four or five months before that. Okay. And yeah. Do you are the, I mean, okay. So just warning on taper talk here, but the SM57s are, are they XY? Are they? they I may have done XY. Or you just have them flying. Maybe just maybe just like this. Right. I don't. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. We were. We didn't know any better. You know. Right. No. I mean. Yeah. Thank God you were there. Yeah, everybody else was. It sounds it sounds surprisingly good for what it is, and like they're playing really good. And it, yes, it is T Labitz, one of T mm-hmm. Labitz. The next, I think like, he played in the next last, night, and then, and then maybe one, one show more. in '92. Yeah, mm-hmm. so and it's third he, to last show. Yeah, so he's he's actually the, the what I was listening to earlier. He's kind of a little more subdued than I remember him being. I always remember him being just wild and so up up front, you know, just (laughs) playing over the top of people. And Mm -hmm. it was definitely an issue for us. Uh, You know, my friends, you know, everyone had that, you know, loves panic and it's their band, you know? Mm -hmm. So in our minds, we're like, this this has got to change. Something's got to change. And it did. Yeah. And T. Lavitz was probably the best thing that could ever happen for JoJo. Because when JoJo came so? in, we were all like, oh, okay, thank God. Everything sounds feels so much better. <laughs> um, so, so T. Lavitz started in 91 or late 90? 91. I don't know the exact date of his first show. Mm-hmm. Probably early April. 91. Yeah. yeah. And then through the rest of the year. Yeah. Okay. I asked Todd about it, and I was like, I was like, well, why did y'all go with T. Lavitz? And like Capricorn had recommended him because he mm-hmm. had, you know, previous ties. He was in like a, a band called the, the Dixie, Dixie Dregs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, well, did you like it? And he said that, well, they had never had keyboards with their music, really. And so when they heard it, they were like, this could be kind of cool. This is cool. You know, we'd never heard keyboards with our stuff. So this uh-huh. is really neat. Mm-hmm. And then 
here's another funny story he told me. He said Mike Hauser had this whatever story joke or whatever. Like when they, when when they would die, they would each be buried in a tour bus. <laughs> in the same yeah. tour bus and like when when the next one died they would have the tour bus exhumed and put the put the, put next, the next person the, the band yeah. member in there that died and reburied yeah. the tour bus okay. and i said well would t lavitt's been in there and todd goes yeah but he would have probably been in the front lounge <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah that's an inside joke right there oh man todd was the funniest dude god he yeah. was funny that's um, that guy. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I mean, I know that you obviously, I mean, playing with him and then just being a musician and working with him so long, I felt like, I mean, we all recognize how badass he was, but sometimes you kind of take the drummer for granted and he wasn't a flashy guy. You know what I mean? And it was like, once he was gone and I mean, Dwayne's, great guy great drummer yeah. no, you know mm-hmm. respect but man todd was just something else he was just just like mike do you know what i mean yeah. such a unique sound and he was such a major part of that band uh yeah those original so, four that's the lightning in the bottle that you yeah. can't replicate and right man we're lucky we can draw on it and yeah, and we're thankful that we people like you were there. Shit out like this, you know. Right, God's people killing like, it on this recording. Mm-hmm. I've only listened to like maybe three or four songs, and I was like, mm-hmm. the drums sound really good on this. It's like a good mix. I think mm-hmm. West, their sound guy, was having a good night. You know, mm-hmm. they were playing good. I think they were excited. Well, it's in the Georgia Theater, so it's like the they, they've Theater. got that pretty well dialed in, right? They know what they're doing there. It's and really you know cool. You're there. You're right. I mean, you know where how to set it up, and you know where where the sweet spot is, right? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we walked down like right like two rows in front of the soundboard. I mean, mm. it, that's not a very big room, especially yeah. then since it, before it was remodeled, it was even yeah. smaller then. Um, well, that's exciting. So we're going to, we're going to play that. And, and then we're going to talk about, we're going to do some, some reminiscing about, about new Year's shows mm-hmm. past. You said you, you looked, you were thinking back and you did how seven, how many? 17? 16? Um, I didn't really count them, but so on, in 1990, I was at the show on the 30th, December yeah. 30th. Cotton Club? It was Cotton Club, and I couldn't get in the next night because they were really hard on like IDs hmm. at the Cotton Club, and I didn't have a fake ID, and I wasn't. So it was the 30th, that. like an all-ages show? Yeah, uh, 18 and up. Right, okay. Yeah. So and you it could was get awesome. in on that, but you couldn't get in on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, so every year after that, starting in 91, I was at um, Panic till 2006, either as a fan or working. It's funny. My, my buddy was uh, at LSU in 90, we were freshmen in 90, well, 94. But then when they played there in 95 at the varsity, mm-hmm. um, he was 19. And they played two nights there at the varsity in... That was in the fall, right? Not September. September like, it's funny you say that. That's one of the tapes I was trying to bastardize earlier. Um, those are great shows, but one of those was an was like an eighteen over, and one was a okay. twenty one and over, and so he could only go to one of the two shows. I remember. Mm, I got gotcha. you. Uh, it's funny how that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, all right. Anything else you want to? Anything we need to do to intro? 
what we're gonna play here. So we're gonna put we're set gonna the play stage the... at all. It's two they 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 played uh they had a month off right before the show. Yeah, I was looking at their schedule. So they had done two nights at the Fox with excuse me with driving and crying, mm. and then they'd had a month off, and then these were the two New Year's shows. Was I mean was I see there... Panic Panic was the headliner at at the Fox, right? I mean Driving no. and Crying was pretty Driving and Crying was the headliner. Yes. I was gonna say, I mean, they were pretty big in ninety. So Yeah, oh that's... yeah. They were the headliner for sure. Okay. That's funny. And I was trying to look um to see if like where what what their last show was before those two uh I have that up excuse earlier. me. Before those two shows at the Fox opening for Driving and Crying. Were those guys like close at all the bands? I mean, Man, Ke- I guess I, Kevin played with him a few times. Yeah, I, I guess so. You know, mm-hmm. I, he didn't really come around a lot. I saw him a few times when I was working with Panic, but um, mm-hmm. I it looked like a were. pretty full, pretty full November leading up to those shows at the Fox. Okay, they play the Bijou. Yeah. They play the yeah, Omni, yeah, Daisy, it was Chips. yeah. So they hit it hard in '91. They had that album out. They had um, the first Capricorn release, the Mom's Kitchen, whatever you want to call it, Chicken mm-hmm. Snake album. So, yeah, they were pushing hard. They were playing a lot. They did a big tour opening for Blues Traveler that year. Yeah. Um, I saw them that summer, like right after the album had come out. They played like Six Flags with the with the Connells. Mm. They played... They played uh, Oak Mountain with the Connells, maybe also. Would the Connells have been headlining those shows? No, Panic headlined those. They weren't, you know, it wasn't like a full amphitheater or anything, mm. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're working hard in 91. So they had a month off and they've got two shows to end up the year at Georgia Theater at home. And I think it, it sounds really. So I listened to a few songs. I listened to. Um, like they open with stop go out of the gate and it's pretty ripping. Mm. I listened to the machine bar stools and it's, it's tight, but it's like whacked out. It's like, um, no one's in a hurry. It's tight. Todd's on it. Like he's keeping it, like keeping it right where it needs to be. But Mike's just going like when it gets to the solo section, Mike's just sounds like he's experimenting. And Mm. like, even like they let it ride for a minute before he even comes in, like on the first, big guitar like slide part in at the beginning of our stools mm-hmm. like it goes around several mm-hmm. times before he even comes in it's it's really wild they sound really comfortable nice. um but really light or tight and loose somehow if that makes mm-hmm. any sense okay yeah well um we'll, we'll also see here on the set list you never know what to believe in the set list especially uh-huh. when it comes to like jam but okay. space wrangler jam papa legba rock I, so i'm interested we, to hear we'll what find jam, out i'll, I'll jam get this to uh, this will get to uh panic stream hopefully soon so we nice. can all listen whenever we want okay but we'll have a, a worldwide debut here on the bluest tape yes okay um all right well let's we'll play a little bit of this this is uh georgia theater athens georgia the uh from the master tapes the sm57 said sam who are you running these with my friend ricky supan okay 
So uh, we'll uh, we'll check this out, and then we'll come back and and talk some reminisce some Panic New Years.
December 30th, 1991 at the Georgia theater in Athens, Georgia. Um, we picked up about midway through it was a one set show, uh, picked up yeah. midway through the set machine bar stools, picking a of D Wrangler, Papa Legba rock. What did you just run out of tape? What happened? Yeah. Why didn't so you get we, the rest? You're, we've switched just, over to another tape for the rest of this which was what one more song in the encore mm-hmm. and love tractor and then ain't no use walking and that, that tape is that. somewhere else yeah okay maybe i'll find it didn't use the 90 meters or do they maybe didn't exist back then Who knows? i don't think they existed at that point yeah they were always kind of a risky game too mm-hmm. you know i think the 60 meters are were better and the fact that that tdk is still rocking 30 whatever one years later more power to it thank god right yeah um all right taper talks over that was great though appreciate you you digging in the archives and pulling these out because it's oh man my pleasure it's it's fun to hear you know and when you when the only experience you've had of listening to a show is like hearing it through a you know toilet paper roll and then all of a sudden you hear it clear it's nice yeah, I mean, it's just, it's the one that was on Panic Stream didn't sound that great. This sounds mm-hmm. a lot better, and I'm glad that I'm glad I have it. I'm glad I can get it out there and have this artifact, this document mm-hmm. of that ta- timestamp. Well, like we said, we're, you know, so lucky to have all that we had, but then also the fact that it was documented so well. And honestly, I mean, you among other, you know, a handful of folks that did most of the work back then of getting that stuff taped, and we all very much appreciate it. Yeah, me too. Because the band wasn't really doing it. <laughs> Their merch guy, Richard Curlopian, was running dats every night. Yeah, the soundboards. That's where all those ninety three, ninety four, some of the ninety two soundboards come from. 
and mm-hmm. some of the nine, the 95s and it kind of stops you know so all right so i'm gonna go so after that they went multi-track starting in 96 i believe fall of 94 okay they started used doing multi-tracks now i believe the, the quality of their setup got better yeah. over time so i'd be curious to know what like a fall 94 multi-track if like how the tracks are if they're usable or right i mean i've always heard that there's like you know there would be just like months that were basically unusable from those multi-tracks i mean that you whether or not you can say that's the truth or not that you believe that that's certainly possible it it could be possible those those tapes of uh you know the susceptible time Mm -hmm. and and i know they did a big transfer of all that stuff at the university of georgia's special collections Okay. Library. So all that. Whatever. Living. Whatever is salvageable was salvaged. Yeah, it's salvaged time. and it's living on. I assume a stable medium at the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that makes me feel a little bit. Yeah. Better, but it's just so heartbreaking sometimes when you think about like just all this like amazing yeah. stuff that happened and then it's just like. Yeah, there was a couple when I was submitting ideas for uh, the one I ended up picking. I. I had a couple different ones and i remember one of them was um champagne 11 29 2000 and that and those were unusable for whatever reason there was like maybe like jb's guitar track was not usable or something but then two two nights later carbondale obviously that was good so it wasn't like that wasn't necessarily like a an over you know that was just a gremlin that night as opposed to like you know that whole month is shot because yes, a deck I mean, was I think bad that, or whatever, you know. Yeah, that format back then was, you know, it's not the it was state of the art then, but as time they degrade yeah. or they can't. Right. Right. Thank God that you can switch out a you know, tape housing to to get it in. I was sweating it, man. I was just kept telling myself if I can just get this thing to play one time. Yeah. Um okay, so you're doing New Year's shows. Is Panic doing three nights at the Fox? 1229, 30, and 31? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're doing shows on the 29th and 30th. Um, same lineup as usual? Yes. Myself, okay. Ross Parker on bass, Jeremy Ward on drums and vocals, and Adam mm-hmm. Grace on drums and vocals. Okay. I've invited JoJo. I don't know if he'll show up. Okay. We'll see. That'd be fun. Be fun. Maybe, yeah. Um, maybe, maybe we will get a like a check me out with the cheeseburger if Lopez shows up. If Steve Lopez is there, guaranteed we'll probably <laughs> check me out with the cheeseburger. Um, okay, so 1990 through 2016, all the New Year's shows, uh, anywhere from 2006. What did I say? 16? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Thank you for correcting me on that. <laughs> the The people would know better. They they all as soon as I said that, they're like, "That can't be right." Oh gosh. Um, so uh, anywhere from, I mean, a one night stand, I guess. Although, really, I mean, it was was there ever a single standalone? I mean, like take. Okay, ninety four was just a one. They didn't one do a thirty. Yeah. Okay. It was so making city auditorium. Um, because after that, I would say everyone, even ninety five, that was like different cities. At least yeah. it was a run. Yeah. Um, 
so any that stand out i mean do you want to do you want to do i mean i was going to ask you for your top five like single shows yeah that's tough um if you want to like if you can pull those out or if you want to kind of run through some other memorable yeah you know years or moments or i'll I'll see what comes to mind i haven't really thought about it but so 92 to me was a Mm. letdown because Mm. like two months earlier was halloween 92 at the georgia Mm. theater and then how the new year's 92 it was good i mean it's 92 panic I mean, they're happy. Everyone's happy in yeah. the year celebration. Right, but, but that man, Halloween they, was just fucking crazy. That just set the bar too high. Yeah, I just, I was, I don't know, whatever. Uh-huh. Ninety three was good. I really enjoyed the first night. The second night they did acoustic to start the show. Right, and I, I, I was young and ready. No, this is not this ready is for boring. that. Right, disappointed. Yeah, but then the second set was really long and really, you know, hard hitting. Big on was there a big encore in '93? I feel like there was like yeah, a four song was encore like a, that night. A stop go postcard. Postcard, yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's and then I remember um, they. Came oh, it was out. a double encore, yeah. No, yeah. So, uh, so it was Jam with Roosevelt. Yeah. And then postcard stop go bow legged. Okay. And then they come back out with can't find my way home on the second so, encore. About that, I remember Dave starts playing like the the melody to Lowrider, like da 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 da. And Mike is like, I, probably not like up yours, but just is like totally ignores him and starts can't find my way home. <laughs> and Dave's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that so? Because I do, I know that sound because I've listened yeah. to that tape so many times. I just yeah. thought it was like, oh, here's a little tease, but this uh-uh. is what we're actually playing. It was like, no. I believe there's video of it, and you can even okay. see Dave be like, God. <laughs> That's funny. It's just That's part good. of what made them who they were. You know? Yeah. Um, um, well, I can't find my way home fits, honestly, much better in that spot than Lowrider. They just played eh, bow-legged. Like, whatever. You, you just had your big baseline Jam. You had stop go bow legged, yeah. Dave. Like settle yeah. down. Isn't uh, we it's, played Camp on My Way Home? You know when home. that saying that that meme or whatever and and J there's they JB's quoted as saying it's Mike, it's still your band, let's go play. Mm-hmm. It really was Mike's band in, in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, like that being an example. Right. I mean, if he wanted to exert that, he could. He yeah. would he could he Nobody could exert stopped. it almost <laughs> over anyone. <laughs> and I think Dave's probably like that now. Yeah, and it just is what it is. It's just right. a dynamic. If whatever mm-hmm. God, you know, God love them. Yeah, thank God. So thanks. Thank God they're still playing. Um, okay, so ninety three, but that's not a. I mean, that's not a top five New Year's show. No, and it was also as packed as I've ever seen the Georgia Theater. Like mm. it was scary packed. Mm. Like I'm sure they oversold that thing. Yeah, like I was uncomfortable. They were too big for that at that point, right? Probably. I mean, in, at least in Athens, yeah. In fact, yeah. did they play Athens again until the class? They never played the Georgia Theater again after that, as widespread panic. I bet. Right. They did like a brood or whatever. Yeah. Like a thing like the Bar Tab '94 right. was. They did right. a few Panic songs. Yeah, but not like a full fledged widespread panic show. That was the last one. Oh, I remember hearing about that because I wasn't there, but it was like, um, so they did a few songs. 
I think it was January 94, like a couple Panic songs maybe, but then they just did like Brute songs. And like supposedly, I never saw it, but the cover of the flagpole said like widespread disappointment. Oh. oh. Yeah, I know. It's like, come on, man. Really? Um, 127.94? Yeah, that sounds so, right. build his bar tab. Yeah. and uh, But it's basically widespread panic. And mm-hmm. you have Bloodkin, so you have you know, Danny, they do success yourself and wet trombone, wet trombone and Ed in the show mm-hmm. ain't life grand. And then heroes, little Ken raise the roof junior. I mean, it's almost like a, like yeah. a ain't life grand kind of show. Yeah. Know? New but, songs. Let's play some new songs. Right. Disco fish water and then Keen And huh. anyway, I remember hearing that at like the yeah. local paper on the, the, the flagpole, which is the, right who who never gave panic much love at all yeah to be quite no. honest right uh said like somewhere it said like widespread disappointment i always thought that was so shitty you know what it's it is it, it is interesting that i mean i think certainly you know now when you give you talk about like music from athens like panic is at the top of the list i mean you know mm-hmm. rem and b52s aside but um yeah, but it's like in the moment they just, they had no like it was almost like until ninety eight like they were still just like eh, yeah it was just panic no love yeah and um, but then I, I think still, that that was the point when they were like okay well like we're big time you know yeah. who else could do this like get it yeah right. like okay mm-hmm. you can you know ignore them all you want and act mm-hmm. like they you know they're just a bunch of hippies that like aren't don't don't really matter but right yeah. Um, but it's like, did that was that the case in other? I mean, like, did the Seattle press like shit on like certain you know grunge yeah. bands in that time? I, or, I mean, it didn't feel like that. It felt like in those other places, it was like a movement of like we like everything is cool, like do whatever you want to do, kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. we're a, a a place of growth for like whatever comes out of it, and we support it as opposed to being like you're not good enough or like, you're yeah. not the kind of music that we really, you know, it should be, but I guess you always have that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. What else? What other, Let's see. what other so, 94 was a standalone one night making the city auditorium, right. which is the smaller of the bigger venues in making. It's a really cool room. You mm. ever been there? I haven't. It's really cool. It's like uh, just an Is that where they played in 98 with uh, yes. Blackman? Okay. Yes. I was not there, but yeah. But I remember um, one thing that I remember was like uh, during Barstool's, he did, JB's doing Thank You for Let Me Be Myself, and he he says, uh, racing with the devil, devil's got a gun, uh, bullets start chasing, I'm going to run. Uh Bullet get, bullets getting closer, I begin to stop. And for the first time in 32 years, I was on the top. And at that moment, I was just like, fuck yeah. Mm. Yes. Go, JB. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, he was 32 at that time. So mm. I, I, okay. it really touched me. And I still remember it huh. for, for whatever reason. Um, um, they brought back no sugar that night. That's right. I do remember that. being thinking that was really cool because I never heard him play it. Yeah, um, it's been since '89. Okay. Um, and then, and then 90, you were you were, you were talking about this. So '95 was a three night run in Chattanooga, Spartanburg, and Macon. Macon. You did all three of those. Yeah. Um, the 12:30 show I feel like is the one that everybody loves. 
It does it's, get the love. Yes. It's, like it's really sweet, great. It's like the favorite child and well-deserved, right? There's some mm-hmm. really good stuff. And uh, they play Arlene or is that on the 29th? Yeah. Arlene on the 30th. Yeah. yeah. Back when Arlene was like, cool. Yeah. Before it was like, yeah, Every when it was cool. Show. I mean, it's yeah, still I mean, cool, but yeah. No, no, yeah, it is. But it was like a, it was a rarity back Rare. then. Rare. Yeah. Um, and then you had to see a John Keane that night. And then the next uh-huh. night, and that was the night that I went and making. And I feel like that show gets overlooked sometimes. Yeah, and, it was great. I mean, if you look at that set list, like it's, I mean, I don't want to say that it's perfect, but like mm-hmm. it's, there's not much missing. Like it's just, like start to finish, you know. Send your yeah. mind opener, and you got. Tell me, tell me the set list because I don't, I don't remember exactly. All right, so first that's send your mind, tall boy, little Kim, impossible, uh-huh. oh. alone, like a big alone with sing along, yeah, machine bar stools, oh yeah, can't get high. Uh, they bring back Genesis, and then Porch Song Junior. To close okay. the first set. Yeah, that's pretty ripping. I mean, that's strong. It's like there's not much. Yeah. You know. uh, second set, uh, Blackman comes out. It's uh-huh. Takeout, Eight Life Grand, uh, Chunk of Coal, and then then it gets really dark, and it goes Sleepy Monkey, Disco Diner, Blight, Driving, Papa's Drums, Papa's oh, Driving. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, I mean, that's just like. That's prime. That's big time. Prime aged. And then. That's all American status. And then close Conrad and then Encore's Pusher Man Tractor Red Beans. Dang. Yeah. Red Beans. You're dancing to to close it out. I mean, you know what I mean? Like ripping Conrad and then Pusher Man Tractor Red Beans. Yeah, that's hot. Mm -hmm. Is there a soundboard of that out there? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Glad to know that. Um. So and then they grow up and and move to the fox. Yeah, after that, I'm trying to remember what stands out. The foxes they don't run together, but I'm you know. Um, so ninety six or yeah ninety six ninety seven ninety eight those uh-huh. three before they move on to Phillips in ninety nine. So anything from those three those three years. I remember the one two ninety eight show as being a real ripper like. Okay, we did New Year's. Now mm-hmm. we're just like having fun. Now we there's no pressure. There's no like, oh, it's New Year's. We better play good or like all our families here, whatever. It was like, yeah, we did New Year's. We have a day off. Now we're just gonna have fun. But Not I that mean, they weren't anyway. But right, yeah. no. But I mean, it was interesting about that was they did so they, you know they were doing mail order back then, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and people got shut out in '97. You okay. know, I mean, 96, I think, you know, if you wanted to go, you, you could get in. Yeah. And, um, but in 97, they did mail order and it sold out. And then I guess there was, you know, you could get shit tickets on Ticketmaster and it sold out like immediately. Uh-huh. And so then people were like, you know, I can't go. And that's, I think when they added the show on the second, like after okay. the fact, okay. know, I mean, not like, but it was, you know, I think a month or two later, they're like, okay, we'll do a fourth show. And, um, and, but it was still like kind of a separate thing. Like you had this three night run and then you had this extra show and we all did mail order and went and did those three nights, but then we didn't stick around for the second. And so it was, it was kind of like a different vibe, I think on the second, cause it was kind of maybe a different crowd. It was like all Ticketmaster, you know, so okay. you didn't have the mail order and, uh, and Bruce was there. Yeah. And, um, 
but I mean that for the three night run of New Year's is I mean that's stellar stuff. Yeah. There was some guests. I remember picking up the pieces. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what year. Blackman. That was not. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing that was the. What you're thinking of 97. Probably. Um, it was like the. I want to say it was the 30th. That um, sounds right. And and it, I remember it, it, like they let all the get all the whoever was up there took their solos, and then Mike took one, and I was like, whoa, like he never really takes solos and picking up the pieces, but mm. he did that night, and I remember thinking like, wow, that's so cool. Yeah, so it was by, it was twelve thirty ninety seven, um, which is and again you know it always felt like the thirtieth was like that was the night that uh-huh. they, they blew it out. You know what I mean? Okay. Like the, yeah. obviously New Year's was like New Year's, but like third the thirtieth was always the heater. And um, so the second set on twelve thirty ninety seven starts uh, proving Fishwater proving Sleepy Monkey makes sense to me. Oh and man. Then, and then Blackman and Mosier come out and they yeah. start a driving song. And you're like, oh, well, what the hell are they going to do in a driving song? And they do picking. It's yeah. driving, picking, driving. Okay. And uh, that was really good. And then jam and drums and then riders chili to close. Oh, yeah. Night. Riders in the storm. Yeah, that was sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good stuff. And then it's a pretty sweet dream song encore. Okay. Which is nice. There was one year they did like Indian song with Kevin Kinney or something mm-hmm. like that. That was 12, 29, 96. Okay. The I remember that. that they, they do kind of all run together, I guess. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 99, I went as a fan and I was like, man, this is so big. I don't know. Like, I didn't, it's not, I didn't like not have fun, but I was like, there's so much other stuff going on. Being at Phillips. Yeah, besides just I, the music, like, okay, you got to find your seat. You got, do you have a drink? Is your girl, you know, is your friend get here yet? You know, is somebody in the aisle, someone trying to get your seat? You know, mm. it just constant. I couldn't just like relax. I don't know. Probably just what, me, but just what, a um, lot going on. What was it, it? It's, it's crazy that you think about these kind of things, but like, was was fish touring at that time? I feel like there's always those yeah. moments when like fish would take a break and then all I mean this yeah. is not I'm not like slamming fan bases, but it's like yeah. fish would take a break and then all of a sudden panic scene would get really fucking shitty. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not I mean it's just like and it's more just like it was the same thing as like when the dead stopped and then the fish scene got really shitty. It was like yeah, you'd had these people that would just go wherever yeah, you know, wherever the party was. And, and I know that there were moments in panic's history where that, you know, where that showed up and it was just like, oh, really? Yeah. So, but it, it may not have been that New Year's 99. I don't know. When was their first hiatus? I think you know? it was like after 2001 yeah. or something. I don't okay. honestly don't know, but I know 99, didn't they do that like thing in Florida where they, oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I feel like that was like maybe. You know, not the beginning of the end, but like I don't know that fish went a whole lot longer after that. Okay, but you're right. No, you're totally right. But panic had definitely gotten pretty big by that point. And, I remember um, we were making the Tennessee Before Daylight record in Nashville. JoJo was producing it. Alformation, the band I was in, was mm-hmm. making this record. What year is that? Probably oh late oh four, early oh five, mm-hmm. maybe go early oh five. And I remember him getting the call that Fish had like, I don't know, 
I don't know exactly when we were there, but anyway, him getting a phone call that Fish has like said they're stopped breaking touring. up, right? Yeah, and he was like, "Holy shit, okay!" And he started like calling all these. I don't know who he was calling. I guess the other guys in the band or his management or whatever. It was mm-hmm. definitely like a. I don't know what the concern was. Maybe they were like, I don't know. Maybe they just yeah. want to know what happened. I don't know. Right. But it was definitely like everything yeah. stopped. It's a thing. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I like to. We. I want to do. Uh, I want to do an out formation show sometime. Like just you know get oh, into play? all that. No, yeah. I mean just talk and talk about the the thing. Yeah. You know all the stuff. Yeah. If you want to, I mean. Oh yeah. There's good stuff. Oh yeah, we had some cool, cool, cool yeah. things. Yeah. Um, okay, so Phillips Arena ninety nine two thousand yeah. two thousand. I mean, was it when did they stop doing that? So two thousand two thousand they did it. I was working. I felt like the band was a complete powerhouse at that point. Like well, I remember you're like, you're a fall two thousand stand. That's I mean, my that's... that's my jam. And then like they came into Phillips and just blew the doors off. Not like you can't systematically go like this, 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 but just right. like how consistent they just yeah. they were just like, wow, you know, they could just go out there and drop turn on a dime and like mm. have you know, they could just make the crowd erupt if, yeah. when they wanted to. They were powerful. Uh they had all that they had it under control and uh anyway so then the next year 2001 was three nights at phillips Mm. and that was crazy man that was like that was as big a scene as i'd ever seen like it was people everywhere you know backstage and like in the pit and like people passing out and you know it was just out of control that and was then, um that was yeah. uh Vic was there right the last night and I remember yeah. that was sort of like the like you're talking about the bar tab thing of like people complained about that and it's like get the yeah f- what are you talking about right but you know whatever uh teach their own but I mean that was a pretty sweet set I mean that's also coming from me of like being there in '96 when he came out and they did mm-hmm. that brute acoustic set and feeling like so lucky that you got to see that you know right. but obviously not everybody feels the same way yeah it is what it is so um um, and then 2000 so then like literally like riding as high as i can ride it personally after new year's 2000 gone man this has been such so great can't wait for what next year is going to bring and like a few months later it was beginning the beginning of the end Mm. and it's so some of those some of those moments like I, somewhere there's video of uh some of the new year's 2001 mm-hmm. i believe they've showed it during the pandemic or something yeah and i remember looking at it and seeing i think i saw myself and like friends and stuff and i was just like man it was, it was bittersweet really to me because i was like i you know we didn't even know that the hammer was, was about coming. to drop yeah right. yeah um all right what about I, I mean, since I haven't been able to get you to pin down, pin you down on any specific shows, <laughs> what about anything post Mikey that stands out? Like any specific? Because I, I don't. Well, I won't say like tell me your five best shows after Mikey New Year's. Uh-huh. I mean, you're not. I'm not going to get you to do that. But like, even just moments, you know, from o two, o three, o 
05 or 06. Anything um, that was like. Did they play New Do it? New Year's 02 happen? I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah. Yeah. Because no, they did. I'm pretty sure. Because they did uh, the three night run at Lakefront for Halloween. And then yeah. I think they did. I'm pretty sure they did uh, Phillips. I know the Phillips. For New Year's. Really? Yeah. Um, okay. Because then they played through. Yeah. They did two nights. They did Mid South for Thanksgiving. And then yeah. they did. Two nights, it looks like uh, some Dirty Dozen was there on the 30th okay. of 02. And then, um, again, on... Yeah, 02 is uh, they do uh, And When I Die and Blind and I Wish. Those are the debuts of those songs in 02. Honestly, I don't remember a lot of that. <laughs> Clearly. Okay. Um now I do remember 05 going into 06 because I played right third set and that was cool. Um and that's then I, then I was there for one more year and then that was it. I was there for 06, Jimmy Herring's first New Year's. Yeah. Okay. No no moments besides I'm, that. I'm trying to remember. Um blurry yeah i can't really remember honestly okay. i don't even remember the dirty dozen being there was there other guests those years there had to be yeah i mean uh john Keane. it looks like Derek trucks was there in 06 mike mills was there in 06 okay i kind of i remember i remember Derek trucks being there and setting up an amp for him he i did really a little nice. in 06 they did a little wing yeah for the first time in a while okay um and then bruce was there on new year's of 06 okay yeah um yeah yeah i don't i don't know okay so we've gone through all of them can can you can you like can you give me three if you could go back in time <laughs> yeah and relive three show three new year's shows oh man see 95 Yes, but I remember being in there going, God, they're playing Coliseum now? Oh, no. But it was great. Mm. Um, probably 1230.97. Okay. 1298. Okay, so both from that run. And what what are your feelings on the on the show in between the twelve thirty one ninety seven? Was that corny? That is, is, was that kind of corny the, to you? No, that well, was, was that the, the history set? The history and then set? The, no, that I thought that was co- really cool. Okay, that right. they would acknowledge that. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember really, like being as it happened, just being like, "What? This is fucking yes. crazy." No, I really thought it was cool. Um, yeah. I remember JB when Mike came out for let's get the show on the road, he said, this is the first song we looked over when we were mm-hmm. looking each other over. Yeah. And I was wow. like, wow, that's so, so cool. Yeah. Peak that's JB. the coolest that's guy. That's that is peak JP right there. Yeah. yeah. That's man. I don't know. Mike was the coolest dude ever. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it was just, he was the anti rock star. He mm-hmm. could hold 10,000 people in the palm of his hand and act like it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> And it really wasn't to him, you know. Yeah. I know it was, but it wasn't also. He's just getting his blue minivan with having a good time sticker on it and mm-hmm. going home to his kids. Mm-hmm. He was the coolest dude ever, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's good. Know. So, 97. That seems like, sounds like 97 is maybe your spot. Yeah. 
2000 was good because they were just tour de force, man. Yeah. They did like a driving disco, driving north to end one of those nights. And also, one of those nights, I think it was 2000, during the Pilgrims, Mike's volume pedal broke. Mm. And it broke at the end during the solo. And it broke in the position of it's all the way up. It's it's completely on, you know, floored. <laughs> and he's like doing this. And I'm like, kind of like, okay, what's going on? And then I'm like, wow, he's killing it. God, this, this guitar is filling this arena. And he's like... And finally, I go back there, and he's like, and I look down, and there's like a string that keeps tension on the volume pedal, you know, to, yeah. to raise the volume pot up and down internally. Uh -huh. And the string had broken, and it had broken when at the all the way down. Right. And I was like, whoa, and you know, swapped it out, and, I, and then, yeah, I remember that. That was really huh. cool. So you, did you swap it out mid song, like mid song, yeah, or was like end of Pil at the end of Pilgrim okay. after like. After his big solo, I, I need to listen to that Pilgrims to see okay. if you can really hear it like come up. Because I mean, that was in two thousand. I think is there a Pilgrims on like the thirtieth or right, let's look. thirty? I can't remember which night it was, but it it was at Phillips on a New Year's show. It was not on the thirtieth. Tinsley Ellis was there on the thirtieth. Maybe it was twelve thirty nine or oh one. Yeah, I'm not seeing it in two thousand at all. All right, let's try a one. Um, so twelve thirty oh one post drums is climb to safety pilgrims blackout blues. I bet it's during. It has to be during that pilgrims, because okay. he. I mean, just chaos is going on. He's he's <laughs> he's looking at me, and I'm like, right, you know, right next to him. He's going, I have maximum volume, and I'm like, <laughs> you're oh, like shit. Crazy. oh shit. <laughs> And then he's like looking at the pedal going, I have maximum volume. And it took me about 10 seconds. And I was like, oh, okay. And flipped the amp off and swapped him out. Is that, I mean, we after the solo later. that he's playing it? Like, is it, he's not talking to you like mid-solo. No, it's like, it. you know, probably after like, you know, the right. JoJo comes in. Yeah. But it's still really loud up there. You yeah. Know? But I remember him, I have maximum volume. I remember him saying that, and we laughed it's about like, it that's so like hard. A, that's like a pilot, you know. Yeah. It's like I can't, I can't yeah. slow down. You gotta. My get instruments me. are failing. <laughs> wow, man. Well, that's yeah. good. I like that was a good. I think that's a good spot. To let's go out on that. I'm not yeah. gonna pop that. No, that was good stuff. But let's um, let's talk about that other two tracks we're gonna play. Yeah. Well, first, I want to talk about uh, your shows at the yes. Smith. December that's 29th. That's yes. Besides sharing stuff for the people, December 29th and December 30th this year, tickets available. You can do it at the Smith yeah. box office or yeah, samholt.com. Samholtband.com. We'll have a link. Instagram. Okay. If you click on the bio, we'll have a link. I'm sure they're on the Facebook events. I'm sure, you know, smithsoldbar.com. Yeah. All you got to do is try. Um, and, I, and I encourage people if they hear this and, it's not New Year's yet, and you want to come get your tickets because I know how it you is. You don't want to wait till the night of because that's the disaster. If you, if you think you're coming, get them yeah. because yeah, yeah. I, you know, I definitely try to you know help people out and walk people in if I if I have to because I don't know wanna, what it's like. You don't want to be texting Sam on the night of the thirtieth, being like, man, you know, I need to. I may I'm not here. have. I'm outside yeah. the Smith. Help me out, dude. It's, I'll try. Outside Smith, it's sold out. Can't promise, but I'll try. 
um, you can end up like it's going to look like the George Theater and New Year's 93 in there. All the people you walked in. Like, yeah. There's only one other show I saw that's packed, and it was more packed, which was the, the Tusk. May 29th, 1992 in Tuscaloosa. And it was Is that so the one packed. they stopped? Yeah. They, yeah the fire marshal was. Uh-huh. And then did they com- did they complete the show? Yes. Like, okay. Did they just empty it out a little bit? They turned all the lights on and opened the doors and we're like, everybody get out. And we were like starting, we were like starting to break down our, our gear. And this waitress came and goes, don't leave, don't leave. That's and nice. Like, okay. And then they closed the doors and they started again in like 10 minutes. Like once all the, like the frat boys yeah. or whatever, like the people that were just moving on to the next bar. It was scary, man. There was yeah. definitely like fights happening, you know, because it was just too crowded. Um, okay. December 29th and 30th at the, at Smith's Old Bar. Uh, yes. After the panic shows. Two night, two sets each night, maybe? I pro- or we'll one long probably one. do one set because I don't want to take It'll a set be late. break at like one fifteen a.m. Right. No, and everybody leaves. We'll yeah. probably play like 12. Or three. When people start getting there, we'll play for probably like 90 minutes to I, two hours i dig i dig with i think pearl jam does this i know modern, modern morning jacket does this like just do a long set and then mm-hmm. your encore is like seven songs like basically REM your encore that. is like just another set you know what i yeah. mean like i dig that because it's like again i don't need an hour to ha- an hour set break at that time of night and yeah no you know, not that time of night if no. it's earlier you know like 8 30 yeah right give everybody a chance to go out and burn it up or whatever yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah um okay cool well i'm sure it'll be a, a great time and i appreciate you coming on to to promote it and uh we'll, thank you we'll for remind, having me oh yeah we'll remind everybody about it um okay then now we got we got two more tunes to play from yes uh, red rocks in 2000 that was the that's the only year i've went to red rocks was that okay summer? it was a great were you out there for that I was not. I, my gig started with them about like two weeks later. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was fun. It was three night run. Uh, the Hanson brothers were there night mm-hmm. two, I think, filming. Um, they, you know, I, I always, it was an interesting story. Like they wanted to release that show for the live, instead of Live at Oak Mountain. They thought the Red Rock show was better. Okay. But for whatever reason, Brown Cat or sanctuary or whoever's in charge said that it was going to be the Oak Mountain show. Okay. Which was a good show, but I think that Red Rock show was pretty good. Yeah. Um and then the third night is fantastic. Um, okay. That was the rainbow over the stage. During, oh, I've heard about it that. It rained during Hatfield and then Ooh. they did drive and stop go driving and there was a rainbow. It was pretty awesome. Anyway, so what are we what are we going to play? That was we're going to play something from the second night. Uh, yes, yeah, so um, it's it's Love Tractor Henry Parsons died, and this these two tracks come from the video that of those two songs that is included on the Todd tribute on YouTube called "Still Right Here," hmm. and um, which so is they, still out there. I think you can still watch you it. You can still, still yeah, there. you can go yeah. there right now and watch it. Okay. Go watch it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Those two songs. There's also a lot of cool stuff with people, you know, playing songs and. Mm-hmm. and remembering todd jb does like blue indian and stuff mm-hmm. um but so ray bold my friend chris ray bold who was front of house mixer production manager for panic for 15 12 years me and him were roommates in mtsu and all this other stuff anyway he so when they decided that you know what can we do to, to pay tribute to todd i think he was the one that suggested 
let's do these two songs. And then he talked to the Hanson brothers about, I think Chris basically helped produce that segment because mm-hmm. I remember him telling me, he's like, look, I told him, you're going to want to take the, the camera off Todd. Don't like leave it on there longer. than you think you might should. Um, <laughs> Cause it's Todd centric and, and a lot of Mike in there too. It's yeah. fabulous. Cause you really get a feel for like how Todd's running that thing. Yeah. And so they had to, to, they needed to mix the audio down so the audio mix would be uh, high quality. So proper. The, proper. Mm-hmm. So to go along with the video and um, Ray Bold mixed this and I think did an outstanding job. He, w- he would say, that's okay. I mean, I could do better. That means it's incredible. <laughs> he's really good. He, he won't act like he thinks he's good, yeah. but he's right. really good. He's mixed for Bruno Mars. Uh, Lady Gaga. Uh, anyway, he's mm-hmm. the real deal. Like after yeah. he left Panic, he started getting these just bigger and bigger and bigger gigs. He was Kenny Chesney's guy for a long time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but Beyonce, he just was called out to go fix Beyonce's problems in Europe <laughs> earlier this year. Wow. They're like, hey, Chris, this guy ain't getting it. Can you come fix it for us? And he went out and fixed it for him. And then mm-hmm. I don't know what happened after that, but he came yeah. back home. So he's incredibly talented, one of my best friends, and he mixed this, the audio mix. He had the multi-tracks, and they allowed him to mix it. They gave him access to those, and he mixed it. And listen to JB during, like, Love Tractor. Listen to Mike during the solo. Listen to Dave the whole time. Listen Mm -hmm. to the snare. Listen to the cymbals. He just knocked it out of the park. It's such an exciting mix. I know I feel like I'm selling this like we're on QVC or something, but... (laughs) Just listen to it. I, it's so important for me to play this just because yeah, it is really exciting and it's really capturing them in a great moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just Todd like you said. Running I mean, the show. Leaning, I mean, summer 2000 leading into the fall of 2000. It's, yeah, at peak of their powers. For it's sure. great, man. Like the transition from the end of Love Tractor into Henry Parsons is seamless. Mm-hmm. Tra- Todd is the transition magician. Yeah, and you get yeah. to see it or hear it at least here. Both, but you can hear it here. Yeah, you can listen to it whenever you want. That's that's great. All right. Well, thanks for taking the time and um, and for sharing all the good tunes. I'm glad you got the dat working. Yeah. And, uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll we'll bring more more to the people soon. Um, and hope you and the family have good holidays. And um, thank you, you too. I hope everyone out there, whenever you see this, if it's before Christmas or whatever, have a happy holiday, happy new year. If you see me, if you come see us at Smith's, come say hey. You know, it's it's all good. That's my that's my mantra going into next year. It's all good. I dig it. So yeah. uh nothing you no other shows scheduled, but but more to come. We're right? about to uh we have a couple things that we're going to announce pretty soon okay. coming up. You're going to come yeah. up above the Mason Dixon line or no, you're just going to keep it down, keep it down low where it's dirty. I prefer to use the term Manson Nixon line, by the way. <laughs> I love it. That's, that's a Colonel, Colonel Bruceism. Yeah, that's good. Uh, man, I want to, I hope we do okay. We get offers and then, it's just hard for everyone. Yeah. For me, it's hard for me to get. No, no, I make get it that. all happen. But yeah, it's hard for me to come downstairs sometimes. Right. Man, man. <laughs> Who needs it? No, uh, but I love it. Uh, and yeah, 
we'll see hope to see you guys out there okay cool december 29th and 30th it's the soul bar and uh and we'll leave you with uh, june 24th 2000 at red rocks um sam holt be good man thanks for taking the time thanks harvey we'll see you guys
was never truly satisfied If you learn a preacher man Never said no prayers Church bells never rang Everybody though stood up and stared Watch my call. 